Welcome back to episode three, Sports with Family. I'm Russell Fugit. Looking forward to chatting with my dad in a second. Just want to remind you of the Haynes to the Hall campaign. Check out Haynes to the Hall. That's H-A-Y-N-E-S to the Hall.com. We're going to get Abner Haynes into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We have some Hall of Famers who we've been in contact with who have uh, vouched for him saying that he deserves it to be in there. So we're going to be talking more of that more about that in September. But for now, look forward to talking about this uh, upcoming football season, getting deep into the NFC uh, in college football, and also some more discussion about the college football coaching situation amongst African-Americans and just the need to stay hydrated during this heat wave as practices wind down and and training camps wrap, wrap up for student athletes and for our pro athletes. So enjoy this episode of Sports with Family. Now, I know many of us have been trapped in during the pandemic and are ready to get out and travel. Well, I want to encourage you to check out Axios Luxury Travel, a full service travel concierge company. They create unique experiences tailored for the modern travel, providing much more than you're going to find on Google. Let me tell you, they've traveled the world and have handpicked luxury hotel collections and experiences to recommend to you with confidence. Why? Because they've lived it. They've experienced it. So whether you're a solo traveler, a romantic couple, family, or have a large group or a corporate gathering, let Access Travel be your travel concierge partner. Find out more and contact them at Axius Travel. That's A-X-E-U-S travel.com. Now back to Sports with Family. back in the mix here and we're going to pick up where we left off with our NFL preview picking back up with the NFC dad how are you doing tonight hey I'm doing great uh I just hope everybody's out there being safe and uh mask up and if you're immunocompromised go get that third shot immediately uh don't wait all right so we're talking football yeah we're talking football a lot of football uh the NFL continues, uh, you know, try to make it easy on the little guys. They, they, you know, changing the rules again. I haven't, you know, been able to keep up with with all the new rules. But this can't chop thing that you talked about last week. I looked at it some more, and, and it is on both offense and defense that you you can't chop. You know, Hall of Famer Drew Pearson. That was something he had to be worried about when he was playing against Pat Fisher great defensive back for the Washington Redskins. When he came off the line of scrimmage, he didn't know whether Fisher was going to back up or come toward him. And if he was going to come toward him, he didn't know whether he was going to grab him by the face mask or try to chop him, which was an official risk in defense. People don't realize George Allen had a defense where the defensive back would actually come up and try to take the legs out of the top wide receiver. And if he got hurt, well, that's football. (laughs) You know, the game has changed and uh, we're going to try to, uh, enjoy that game change. You know, it's been a real turnover uh, at quarterback, and we're seeing uh, a lot of new quarterbacks and, and a lot of big money. You know, this last week, the NFL had rosters over 80 players and had to release uh, to get down to what they call 80. And then next week, check this, they're going to have to release players to get down to 53. So that means a lot of guys are going to go home or wish they had finished college or uh, 
hope they have other skills because there's a lot of guys on NFL rosters right now who will never play an NFL game. True. Will never be suited up for an NFL game. Will never be in the stadium as a player for an NFL game. And they can get down to the last cut, Russell, and be that close to making the team and yet never make it. This is as close as they get as a whiff to an NFL Mm. career. And they've worked all their life. In many cases, they hadn't worked on nothing else. So you got to have more options than being a pro athlete. I hear you. Now, one other rule change I don't know if you were aware of, but I, I heard a little bit about this week was that veterans are now eligible for the practice squad. Were you aware of that? No. No. And that had to be a concession because of 17 games. Because, again, 17 games has never, ever been done in history. Right. I mean, and when you add up the playoff games on top of it, for sure, uh, I don't know if the human body is designed for it. So you can see trying to lighten up on the contact, the hitting, and the rules. But I don't know. But they're gonna they're determined to find out the extent that the human body can take punishment because that's all that is, the 17 weeks of punishment. Do we really need 17 weeks to find out who the best teams are? No, we don't need that long. You may only need four or five, depending on what division you're talking about, but we'll get into that. <laughs> now, the players have always been at a disadvantage. Yes, players are making a lot more money, but the owners, uh, it's the golden rule, and that's he who has the gold rules. And the owners have everything to their advantage, and, and, they, and they make a lot of money, and nobody's against that. Hey, we want them to make a lot of money. But they do need to be more considerate about players and they're always late and since they're late colleges are late and if colleges are late that means high schools are late and look how long it took for people to get water out on the field how many high schools have trainers out at every practice we got temperatures now where i'm telling you it you don't know when you get dehydrated until you're dehydrated you can say oh i'm losing water i mean because everybody sweats a little so with this climate the way it is, and I don't want to get into a climate change argument, but it is very difficult to consistently play football in hot temperatures and special uh, attention has to be taken to every player on that field, making sure they're completely hydrated and also have a trainer if possible and have some ice around because even uh, pro players, uh, I heard uh, the Baltimore Ravens had a scrimmage where their star tight end had to be taken off the field in an ambulance just because of heat and cramps. And this is a pro. This is somebody in shape. This is somebody who's been working out all year and still succumbed. So you young people out there and your parents especially, this is something this time of the year that you especially have to pay attention to. Keep the kids hydrated. Amen to that, and I just want to give a shout out in uh, in memory my friend and cl- and classmate. Uh, he was a few years younger than me at St. Michael's in Silver Spring, Maryland. Daniel Bell, who those of you in the D.C. area remember his story in uh, 1998. He was at a camp at St. John's College High School here in Washington D.C. and uh, unfortunately uh, died of heat stroke um, after football practice. And we, of course, you know, have too many of those stories. We become so much more aware of with the McNair family. Uh, more recently, 
Um, so definitely stay hydrated. You know, if you need a break, take it. And I hope all the coaches are ready with the ice baths and have all the doctors and the medical equipment needed to keep all of our young people and our student athletes in particular safe during this heat wave that we're having here on the East Coast, certainly. So, okay, well, it's not just the East Coast. It's, it's, it's countrywide, and, and it's something that uh, we have to pay more attention to. Absolutely. Now, I did uh, find some information. Veterans make uh, $14,000 in the practice squad where the uh, two-year, uh, if you're two year, less than two years vested, you only make 9200 per week on the practice squad. And there will be 12 uh, people on the practice squad up until – the 2022-2023 season when uh, the number of practice squad players will jump to 14. New CBA has dictated these rules. Many of the same things with practice squad are same. If you want to claim someone off the practice squad, if you're one team claiming another team's player, you have to put them on your active roster. Um, you can't just you know, swap someone off your practice squad from someone else's practice squad onto your practice squad. And so, um, you know, very interesting to see how this all shakes out with, you know, whoa, 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 teams whoa, whoa, whoa. What, having what, to make 27. What do you mean you can trade off your practice squad? Who said not, that? You cannot. You cannot. You cannot trade. No, there's no practice. free agents. You have to, if you, if you, po- if you pick someone up off of waivers, you have to put them on your active roster. No, I'm saying they're free agents. If I'm on the Raven practice squad, any team can call me anytime, day or night and sign me to a contract. To my active roster, yes, not to yes. my practice squad. Yeah, yeah, correct. yeah. Correct. So I just people need to understand. Okay, so that, you're saying uh, in essence they're free agents. I, I follow you. Okay, True. yeah, they're free agents, which makes it even more difficult for rookies now to make the league. True, and because it's going to be okay. guys with one or two years experience or practice league experience is going to be ahead of you because again, it's, it's it's experience and it's it's what you know, not necessarily what you can do. And- so, uh, NFC, uh, West, yeah, let's get to it. Well, out in the West, uh, the, the odds makers are uh, liking Seattle a mm. whole lot, and then they like the Rams, and then they don't like the 49ers so much. That whole Jimmy G situation, Jimmy Garoppolo and the and Tra- Lance that they Tra- uh, Lance. traded for, yeah, it's it's, it's uh, they're, they're wondering if that's going to work out. And then at the bottom of the pile are, are, are the Cardinals, and people are wondering whether they'll be nine and eight or or eight and nine. And and the coach, I mean, the season hasn't even started, and then Phoenix are already talking about the coach being on the hot seat. Wow! So you going? Well, I mean, you're going to be on the hot seat if you got to play Seattle twice, then you got to play the Rams twice, then the Forty ers twice. In many cases, that'll be one and five and zero oh and six. So let's see how they do this year. We so, will see. Lap- Last year we had Seattle at twelve and four, the Rams at ten and six, Arizona eight and eight, and San Francisco six and ten. So the odds makers are saying that San Francisco is going to be better uh, than the Cardinals this year, but otherwise, more of the same. Okay, well, I like San Francisco to win this division. I think the defense is going to be healthy. I think between Lance and Garoppolo, the quarterback situation will get figured out. I like the young. Uh, receivers they have Rasheem Mercer, uh, Mosert is healthy in the backfield, and Trey Sermon, a rookie, also. I, I just think that the 49ers return to Super Bowl form. I'm not saying they're going to win the NFC, but I think, Russell, I think Russell, they're going to win. The did, did you hear? Did you hear our episode last week? <laughs> I, I did. I did. I did hear. I recorded well, it. Didn't with I the, tell you that the, you can't win unless your quarterback can can roll out? Garoppolo can't roll out. He, he can move. That's that's why they traded half the franchise to get this other new player. 
You got to have a yeah, quarterback well. that can move. And and the Rams, you know, I, they don't. I don't know what they're doing. They're going to try to get the listen, ball. Trey Lance is going to be playing by October. Mark my words. Okay, so that's oh, okay. going to be yeah. Well, if that's so the then, case, then yeah, maybe you're right. Okay, the, yeah. All right. I was just wondering. Okay, maybe I'm right. Well, we'll, we'll find out. I, I just don't want to pick the, the – this, this is looking – you know, we picked the AFC. It, it looked very much like last year. We know there's always a worst-to-first story, and there's a lot of talented teams. There's you know, putting a lot of parity. Yeah, so, but usually there's a story behind that. I mean, if Trey Lance. Uh, you know, a quarterback gets hurt or, you know, there's an earthquake or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's usually something – a story behind uh, the story. But otherwise, it's going to be pretty – I mean, you hate to say chalk, but look what oh, happened no. in the NCAA tournament last year. It's chalk. So, was, chalk, was, chalk. And this uh, NFC uh, West – as, as long as Russell Wilson's in Seattle, they're going to be tough to beat. Okay. Well, with three wild card teams, I would not be surprised to see you know three playoff teams from the NFC West, you know, a division winner and two two of the three wild. Card. Why? So, because an NFC least is is that why you're suggesting? Well, I was going to save the NFC least for, for last. You know, given that you know that save the least for last. I was okay. going to save the least for last. I was going to move on to the NFC South. Where last year we had the New Orleans Saints at twelve and four. Tampa Bay at eleven and five, Carolina at five and eleven, and Atlanta at four and twelve. I mean, it, it's 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 hard to pick against defending world champion. That you see the different way. Well, I certainly know how difficult it is to uh, repeat because I was on a team uh, that that tried to repeat, and and I don't know if they have the discipline. They already have run Antonio Brown out of practice, so. <laughs> You know, when you have issues like that, it can be difficult. Now, fortunately, they play in a division that's in a turn where Drew Brees has retired. But I'm looking at Jameis Winston to have a big year, and the Saints uh, are going to be still a very good team because they have a very good coach in uh, Sean Payton. So if if he can uh, be the quarterback whisperer and everybody thinks that he is, I really expect New Orleans to challenge for Tampa to be not as good because again they're playing that first place schedule which they did not play last year. Hmm. And, and who else we got in that division? Carolina and Atlanta. Both will improve. They'll be both be closer to eight, nine, nine, and eight than they were last year. Okay. So with that being more competitive, uh, I think Tampa comes back to the pack. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's going to be an interesting division to watch. I agree that Carolina will certainly be better. I think Atlanta has potential to be better too. They're going to have to score a lot of points. They can do that. So, well, that's what they're designed to do. I mean, they certainly have offensive weapons. I don't right. know about the defense, but they, but they're going to score. They're going to with score. Matty Ice, 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 baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to the NFC North. Last year, we had the Green Bay Packers at thirteen and three, and then the Bears at eight and eight. Both of those teams made the playoffs. Vikings at seven and nine, and the Detroit Lions at. Love it. Um, you know, and here we go with the chalk again. Yeah, I mean, it's hard I mean, to can anybody the see the Lions really uh, improving that much with with this new coach that hollers at everybody. I, no, I just not this year. I, I, I'm going to watch that. And then the Vikings, they, I, I just think they missed the boat a couple of years ago where they should have changed coaches. Mm. And 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 that system clearly has proven to be not a winning system. And, and, and the head coach was a great uh, defensive coordinator, but he's obviously not a great head coach. And they blew it with – and then they, they pick up uh, the kid from a and I don't know if he's going to get any, any chance to play. So uh, I, I just don't know how they improved. 
I, I'm trying to yeah. figure out how Minnesota improved. Yeah, I agree. I don't see it. But Chicago has improved, and Detroit has improved. They're still going to be last, but they have improved. They're, they're going to give you a game. They're going to win some games. Right. So, uh, and then uh, with Green Bay, uh, who knows? I mean, everybody has put so much on how great Aaron Rodgers is. That's just a lot of pressure. We'll see if he can perform, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to that pressure, just like Dak. I mean, if, right. if Dak performs, the Cowboys win. If Rodgers performs, the Green Bay wins. And you, you have to admit, he has one of the easier divisions to deal with. True. True. Now, I agree everything you just said about Minnesota last year. They had the second highest points allowed in the uh, NFC. And so, yeah, you, if they have a defensive coach, you wonder if they can't even you know, have defense, how are they going to be any better? And, and, again, I agree. don't see how Kirk Cousins – um, you know, in, in, in that Viking squad are much better. I mean, you don't get better trading away superstars. Didn't they have Stefan Diggs? They did. And they traded him to, to Buffalo. He went on to have a career year last year. Sure did. I mean, for who? I mean, that's what I'm saying. What, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no one is good at Stefan Diggs, I tell you that. Just saying, okay? Yeah. So yeah. That, that's the, they got problems out there in, in the North Country. Yeah, well, but yeah, Green Bay has a, has a you know, what appears to be a pretty, pretty easy road to that division. To our home division, certainly, uh, with the NFC East. And, of course, last year we had the Washington football team at 7-9, the Giants at 6-10, the Cowboys at 6-10, and, and the Philadelphia Eagles at 4-11-1. Well, some people think 9-8 and eight might win the division. Okay. So if that's the case, that means the Cowboys will probably win the division because I got oh, the Cowboys God. at nine and eight. Now, if the Redskins can win ten games, they can win the division. Ten and ten and seven. Ten and seven will certainly win this division. Certainly, uh, I mean, what I see now, yeah. <laughs> maybe well, everybody's yeah. improved. But the Eagles, I don't know why everybody doubts Hurts. I thought Hurts looked okay, but I guess he's not doing something that somebody said. I don't know. But Hurts looks good to me. I don't know. I mean, he's won everywhere he's been and uh, got a good offensive uh, coach. I I don't know why Philadelphia can't score points with Hurts as a quarterback. He won a quarterback that can move and and throw like that. I mean, he looked good in college. He looked good last year. And then they take him out in that game. I mean, you know, playing games with his head uh, certainly is is not going to help. I think the uh, Giants are going to make the biggest move this year. Of course, you know, I I like Jason Garrett as the offensive coordinator, and I like the uh, Jones as the quarterback. But more importantly, if they get the real Saquon Barkley back, that's four more wins right there, just having him in the backfield. I mean, this guy, I think, potentially could be one of the uh, top backs in the league. He just didn't have a chance to show it yet. So that's what's really uh, exciting for the New York fans. You like Danny, Danny Dimes, the quarterback, Daniel Jones? You think yes. he's, he's going to give them enough? Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, I do. I think another year in that system, uh, yeah. he just needs to get yeah. rid of that ball. No, I agree. I think this the, the vision overall will uh, be improved. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's hard to pick against my Washington football team, who I have at 10-7. and seven. I do think the Cowboys will be at 10-7. and seven. I think in those are my playoff picks. One will win the division, and one will be the wild card. Uh, well, it depends on who your backup quarterback is. I just don't know if this Patrick can play seventeen games. True, either because of it, well, it's throwing too many interceptions, or because of injury. Or well, he, either way, when's the last time he's played seventeen games? I don't know if he's ever had to play seventeen games. Okay, how about sixteen? Yeah. 
When's the last time he played? Well, I mean, I mean, I don't think he's ever completely started every game for a season for a team. I'm not right. aware that he has, right? So exactly, just the nature of his, his exactly. career. It's hard to pick against Dak. I just don't know if, if the Cowboys have enough on defense. And of course, you know, um, the the linebacker. Well, they have a new Parsons coordinator. Looks, looks and they certainly have the talent now. Right. I mean, the Cowboys are the Cowboys, all right. And when they and when they those two teams play, they're going to be close games. The Cowboys are the Cowboys. Spoken like a true Cowboy. <laughs> well, <laughs> How I mean, about them Cowboys? All right. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we're trying yeah. to get back to – I mean, I mean, right now there's only two Cowboys, okay? There's the team I played on with Roger Starback, and then there's the uh, Aikman team with, with, okay. with Emmett and those guys. Right. The and until then, I mean, though, when we say the Cowboys, that's who we're talking about. Right. Okay. You know, when you're talking about the rest of them, you're talking about Doug Williams, right? I mean, who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, saying. that's that's I mean, my team. Just Mark, well, Mark Rich, Doug Williams, Taylor, man. You talking about it. Bobby Joe Gibbs? Talking about Joe Gibbs? Yeah, yeah I'm talking about Joe Gibbs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the Washington football team, the Washington Redskins, as they were formerly known, that I remember. The last twenty years, we've been wondering. So what's the new What's the new name going to be? I think it's going to be the Red Wolves. That's where I think we're going to find the out this spring. Wolves. I think it's going to be the Red Wolves, but we'll see. I'm no. I don't know what the over under is on that or whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, but, I, I have to check the Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Either. But but that's so what red. I that's what. But, I what think. but why red though? Why they got Why they got to be red? Because they don't want to change the colors of the uniforms. It's too much money. Correct. They're not going to change the, the colors. No, no, no. no, 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 no. We'll see. Uh, I believe yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting. I'm in, in Jason Wright, our, our team president, and. The work that he's doing, I'm trusting that you know we'll we'll, we'll have every everybody's not going to be happy. I know that you know because we've we've changed the name already, but I'm optimistic that we'll have something that the, the new generation can embrace, including your granddaughters who are I'm I'm, I'm going to be raising in the tradition of being fans of the Washington football team, which is very hard here where we are because of the purple team up, up in Baltimore that of course is consistently in the mix in the AFC so um, I'm hoping that it's a neat name that we can get behind and get excited about next year so Sports with Family is brought to you by Joomla Network a consultancy and knowledge network focused on diversity equity and inclusion whether it's an assessment audit, training and education, a risk-based analysis, or a more unique opportunity, our network partners have a solution. Joomla is a Swahili for whole, and it's time for your team to come together. Let us be your guide. Join us at joomlanetwork.com to find out more. Now, back to Sports with Family. Well, that's the great thing about sports, and and that's why we call it sports with family. Because uh, this starting this weekend, uh, thousands of families in uh, virtually every state in the country will be uh, having a chance to watch uh, a local football team uh, participate in college football. This is the kickoff of the college football season. In the old days, they waited until uh, Labor Day, but they're going early and. Uh, and in fact, of course, many high schools are already practicing now. That's why we said earlier about uh, be careful. But football will be in bloom. I heard that Fox is carrying a game. I don't know who it is, but this national football. National football. So we do have the first games are this Saturday. And your Fox game is going to be a Big Ten matchup featuring Nebraska at Illinois. 
Well, so, Illinois has a new coach, you know, the coach that used to be at Wisconsin. So it's like musical chairs. Yet another white coach replacing a black coach. Mm-hmm. We had a few black coaches, but uh, he left. And now we got another coach who got fired and left Wisconsin before. I mean, when are they going to stop this? I mean, it, it, uh, all right, I, I'm not going to get well, it. Well, no, I, I, I just think it's just, just more of the same. And uh, he, he's not going to be able to recruit players to Illinois, you know, and I'm sure he's a nice man. But uh, when people in Chicago see where that's going, they're going to have other opportunities. And, and that's why I think, that Maryland continues to recruit, people are going to see that, uh, you know, some of these players want to uh, play in, in, under other types of people and other types of systems. And I just know that uh, there are a lot of uh, coaches that are behind the times. I'll just leave it like that. Well, we have some data from a you know, recent feature on uh, ESPN.com, Black Hires and College Football Leadership says that since 1981, only 39 black coaches and 29 black athletic directors have been hired, slightly less than 10% of hires for each position. Only 30 of 65 power programs have hired a black coach, 20 have hired a black AD. So um, it's this progress has been you know, slow at a glacier's pace, certainly. And you can check out, you know, find that article more and read more about the data and where we are right now. Um, See, and where we are right now is now the boosters have even more of an opportunity to control a program, especially in the SEC when the programs aren't governed by the schools. You know, the SEC schools, we're talking about Georgia, Alabama, the top football programs in the country, they're independent from the schools. They have their own budgets. They can spend whatever they want. And before it was under the table spending and now it doesn't have to be under the table anymore. So these are going to be like mega uh, minor leagues for the, for the pros. And, and again, the players are still going to get the, the short stick. They're talking about super conferences now talking about uh, the big 10, the pac 12. I told you right, that he's going to no longer exist. Right. And, and the future of football I don't think anybody really understands where it's going and a lot of people are taking advantage of it, but many, many more are not. Mm. And that's both in institutions and as, as individual players. So as, as they push for diversity, I mean, sure. I like to have more coaches, but if you don't have a, a black AD, how are you going to have a black coach? So, I mean, I mean, we've had courageous white ADs hire black coaches, but who, what white AD wants to get hired because he fired a black coach that wasn't successful? I mean, come on. This is America, Jack. Isn't that what your professor said? Yes, yes. Rest in peace, uh, Professor Dr. Jerry G. Watts. Yes. He's America, it's America, Jack. Jack. Yeah, come on. Let's go. Yes. So, so, you know, so we can hope. Like, on our little, we just hope. Oh, man, I hope we get a chance. I hope somebody will give somebody a chance. And it just seems like it's just more of that. I mean, qualifications... I mean, the most, let's put it this way, in many situations, and this is in the work world, this is in law, I've been in many fields, and I got to tell you, unfortunately, the most qualified person doesn't always win the job. That's true. I've seen, And that's in the NFL, too. So you could be the best player, but maybe you can't remember the plays or said something to the coach and the coach didn't like you or somebody in the team don't like you. Or you dated the wrong girl and everybody got mad at you. I mean, you'd be surprised how you can get cut. 
<laughs> right. Now, I know. I know a lot more goes into it than, than what meets the eye and what we're aware of in the in the public. That's and sure. what happens on the field is just a part of it. Mm-hmm. There's so much off the field, and you're being watched and monitored all the time. Same thing for college players. So as they head into the college season, and uh, some of the players now getting paid up front getting deals, can eat free and everything else under this new system with the NCAA. Uh, like uh, Samuel Moore said, I guess we'll have to see what God wrought. <laughs> Indeed. So what do you want to You want to look at this, this, the, the first weekend schedule or first two-week well, schedule? Well, the rankings, you know, are farcical because there are media from all over the country who don't get a chance to see every team. We got coaches poll too, though, but they don't get to see every yeah, team either. And, yeah, okay, and, and they don't get to see every team. I mean, right. Coaches pretty much watch the films of, of the teams in their conferences. So they'll be very expert on their conferences, but outside the conference, I, I don't think, you know, that they really know. So what this really is, is, is word of mouth, publicity, and uh, you're going to see the same teams every year, and every once in a while, uh, a team will crack through. And you'll see uh, every, uh, except for these SEC teams, which break the mold, most major metropolitan areas will be represented by a team, except Chicago, New York City. <laughs> right. I mean, there are a couple of metropolitan areas that will not be represented by major teams, and it's something that the Big Ten has been trying to solve uh, and cannot, because that's the mystery of the SEC, not one major television market in the most profitable uh, market in the world. I, so I, just... Yeah, I did look up. I think Atlanta is number 10, um, the most recent Oh, okay. So market. Okay, yeah, okay. Bear, yeah. Okay. so... So, so they yeah, have one then. They have one. They have the, the tenth one, right? In, in Georgia, being you know not quite a suburb, but just outside of after, so after Georgia, just outside of the, Atlanta. Uh, AP top ten. Okay, you got Alabama, no TV market. Oklahoma, no TV market. Clemson, no TV market. Ohio State, no TV market. Georgia, okay, maybe Atlanta. Then you got A and M, which is the Houston market. You got Houston. Iowa, Iowa State. Not much market. Cincinnati, Notre Dame, which is a national market. And then North Carolina, no market. So you see in college football, it's local. Yes. And why a player would want to leave his local area if they have a good team to go somewhere else, I've never figured that out. I guess that just goes up to good recruiting. Because if you're from Virginia and you play at a Virginia school and you your parents and your family still in Virginia – everybody's going to benefit as long as you do well and keep your nose clean. But if you go to North Carolina, your family in Virginia ain't going to get nothing but a lot of scorn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just my view of it. I know. But I know. Uh, college football, guys, uh, you got to stay healthy. You got to get those COVID shots and uh, you got to stay in school. Please get get that degree if you can. Get, yeah, get the get the degree, get the receipt <laughs> for all your for your book on the field and in the gym and in the weight room, but also in the classroom. Certainly, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But college football uh, is unique. World War II, uh, over ninety percent of the U.S. soldiers played on a high school football team, and they said it was a war between football players and soccer players. And I don't have to 
tell you as a history student who won. No, you probably wouldn't be sitting here if any other if there had been a different outcome. Certainly, you know, I'd heard that. No, that it's before. uniquely American. I've been uh, to a lot of countries, and uh, they admire uh, the football because not only does it require teamwork, but it also requires special effort and skill and the risk of physical contact. And I say the risk because there's always a chance after that contact that you don't get up. I'm not saying ever, but you you may be a little woozy. It may take you a minute, yeah, yeah. at least. That's a, that's so, right. I mean, we have, you know, pretty, you know, you read the top 10 in the AP, the top 10 in the coaches is a little different, but the top five is the same. The order is a little bit different, but it's the same five schools. I mean, do you see any anybody breaking through this year? There's been talk of, you know, Iowa State could break through, Cincinnati could break through. There's, there's even Notre Dame. You know, are we, are we just going to see a rerun of Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State in, in the playoff? Well, you, you're dominated by the Power Five conferences, and then you're dominated by the power teams in, in those conferences. Mm-hmm. So uh, Oklahoma and Texas, they're going to run the Big 12. I mean, I don't know if Texas Tech is anything else. Uh, in the SEC, Alabama and Georgia is going to run that. So if you look at it from a, a conference perspective, uh, it, it, it's what can be expected. Now, after Ohio State, there's a lot of question marks about the Big Ten, so that, that will be interesting to watch. I mean, is can Texas A&M really uh, make a dent on that Georgia, Auburn, Alabama hole? Can Auburn come back? You know, there's a lot of questions. Florida, they're, they're ranked Florida. high, but they, can, yeah. they can't seem to quite – get past there and then what about all the west coast teams they don't play football on the west coast anymore well you still got sc washington they just play play basketball and baseball utah arizona state depending on which poll you look are all ranked in the preseason so we're going to find out about them yeah but they're at the the bottom they're at the bottom they're at the bottom they're 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 at the bottom of the they're not in the top 10 they don't have one it used to be a usc ucla in the top 10 yeah, you, well, you have Oregon 11, and then you have in the, in the okay, so you uh, got AP, Oregon, okay. and then you have Oregon at 12 in the coaches. So that's your highest ranked Pac 12 team, and SC is uh, 14 in the coaches and 15 in the AP. But then certainly, yeah, it goes down from there. And right. so, yeah, your top your top 10 is certainly um, almost exclusively by teams, uh, you know, east of the Mississippi, like Texas A&M, just Notre Dame, Cincinnati are, are the exceptions. Um, right. Oklahoma, of course, as well. Being so, not quite, but certainly, certainly more eastern. You know, teams that play in the eastern and central time zones. How about that? Can we can we say? I don't know if the, the Mississippi River is the, the line demarcation, but the, the east central. Yeah, eastern and time they got zone. Uh, and what they got Arizona State ranked twenty fifth. Is that I, I think in the, the AP, black, and that's the only black coach, right? Uh, and ranked in the top twenty five, I believe. Well, I'm not, I couldn't speak for Coastal Carolina, Louisiana, but. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I should know who the who are the who are the five black coaches and and yeah, uh, and he's and he's and he's under fire down. down and he's under fire in Arizona, uh, mm-hmm. the coach at uh, Arizona State, okay. for some allegations. They got they got two coaches on administrative leave, but uh, like most things in Arizona, it'll just blow over. I mean, don't forget <laughs> that that's the state where we're, they're still having the audit. Right, yeah, it's the audit. I'm, 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 I'm an official observer of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the audit in your votes down there. Yeah, know. and and when are these teams going to come back? When's UCLA going to come back? When's Florida State going to come back? And is Michigan ever going to be able to beat Ohio State and be the Michigan we all wanted to be? See, these are the perennial oh, yeah. questions you get. You're right. Michigan's not even ranked. Michigan's not even pointing that out. Oh man, I know. Yeah, I mean, it does seem weird without a, Michigan here. 
Mm. I'm just trying. I mean, people think Northwestern is better than Michigan. Mm. I mean, I know a lot of people think Northwestern uh, students are smarter than Michigan students. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's even true, right? I mean, they oh, got they got they, they really compete out there. You can start no, it's fascinating there. when you look at it. And you don't see, like you said, many ball states or UABs or Marshalls, you know. It's just not happening. But Coastal Carolina, that, that, that's fascinating just to even be, uh, you know, in those rankings. And they say Ole Miss is going to score a lot of points. So we'll just have to see. We will have to see. Well, I'm Russell Fugit here. Well, we want to wish that. you all good luck. And that's Russell Fugit, my number one son. I'm Gene the Dream Fugit Jr. <laughs> and uh, we want to get Abner Haynes to the Hall of Fame. Uh, he was selected in the in the fifth round in the 1960 draft, but he popularized the AFL in '60 when the Fledgling League's first Player of the Year, first Rookie of the Year, first rushing crown, and he's not in the Hall of Fame by oversight. And we're going to correct that. And I had to mention that again. And how can people help in that effort, son? They can go to Haynes to the hall.com and find out how they can write a letter to the Pro Football Hall of Fame H- to nominate. to the hall. I've talked to some Hall of Fame members, Russ, and they think that Abner should be one of their teammates. In the hall. Well, we're working on yes. it. I hope we have some updates in September about that campaign and we're excited to get it rolling along with the kickoff of the football season in September. So it's our last August episode. Next time we'll be back. It'll be September. Can't believe it. And uh, we'll have a little bit of college football to discuss. We'll can talk about the, uh, the, the cut down of the pro football rosters and, and gearing up for uh, uh, week one. So thanks dad. All right, I just want to give a shout-out. You know, we give a shout-out at the end of the show. And in case you missed it, the Washington Post had an incredible series on African-American baseball players in the major leagues. I I suggest if you can get to the Washington Post and read about what's happening because we talked about it last week and uh, baseball's heating up and uh, we need to be able to participate in that sport like we do in every other sport. Here, here. Here, here. A lot of work to be done on that. I'm Russell Fugit with my dad, Gene Fugit. Together, we're Fugit Squared. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Okay. Everybody be safe out there and mask up. <laughs>